Hey, are you like us and trying to make your own podcast but aren't really sure where to get started? Well, when we first began, we didn't really know how to get our podcast out there to the hundreds of different podcast platforms. That's where Anchor comes in. Anchor is your one-stop shop for all things podcasting from start to finish. It allows you to record and edit your podcast and then when you're ready to publish, distributes it to a ton of podcasting platforms including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Once you've posted your episode, Anchor tracks listening across platforms and graphs your performance across countries, age groups and platforms. That's how we know that 4% of our listeners are in Hong Kong. If you're listening from Hong Kong right now, well, thank you. And Anchor is totally free. To get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's a n c h o r .fm to get started. Now back to the pod. Tea time. Tea time. Yes, yeah. it's tea time. That's tampering. That's tampering. We've discussed this. If he suddenly comes out with some hot ass rap album. <laughs> Then maybe they make back some money, but he just has so much respect. He just has so much respect. Uh, something in the future for a certain Greek freak. But <laughs> everyone knows they're such a fun offensive team, and they're a frustrating defensive team. In case anyone hasn't noticed, it's something I'm really looking forward to. They're quite in a soup. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of All About Sports the podcast. Uh today we're bringing you another NBA episode and you're joined by hosts Mazhar, Aniket and myself Rishabh. Um today, you know, as free agency has gone on in the NBA, it's been pretty fun, lots of moves and we figured it's it's a good time for us to kind of just sit down and dive into some of the moves that happened this off season. And the goal is to kind of discuss some of the big names that got moved, um some of the not so big names that got moved that we liked. and then also discuss some of the major teams that um that made some big uh, moves this off season that we like and so we we should say a major focus of our conversation today will be on players who have changed teams so not so much players who resigned with their current team but we would be amiss if we didn't mention that um there are a few big names that resigned with their current teams um and signed long term contracts with their current teams which is Bam Adebayo with the Miami Heat, uh Brandon Ingram with the New Orleans Pelicans, uh Jason Tatum with the Boston Celtics and Donovan Mitchell uh with the Utah Jazz. So, uh now if, yeah, I know I've gone a long spiel, so let's get into it. Let's talk about the big uh the big free agents that moved this off season and let's start with I think the biggest name um in terms of money at least, which was Gordon Hayward moving from Boston to Charlotte. Uh, on a four-year, one-twenty million deal, guys, did you all see this coming? Do you like to move? What happened? Go for it, Goi. Go for it. I can see you itching to like just bring it up. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really didn't think Gordon Hayward was gonna move. I mean, I got to listen to his old track. I mean, this dude was an aspiring rap artist also. But I mean, all of that aside, I mean. as as impact what was it it was g time right g time it was like it's g time sorry goey but g-time. it was g time g time right? yes yeah. it's g time g time <laughs> yep yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. so so g time was <laughs> g time was uh, has jumped ship and uh, i mean once when he came back from his injury like everyone was looking forward to it right like can this guy make as much of an impact as he showed but Now he's with the Hornets. I am really 
really ready to see this guy have a have a proper go like at i mean at boston i always felt like he was overshadowed by a lot of names not not just like one name but at the hornets you know like once this guy moved to the hornets how how many players are really really like bigger than gordon hayward over here okay mj <laughs> that's about the only name i i can think of but um, yeah i i'm 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 super pumped to see g time get his his own uh, screen time at a team funny thing is uh, gui the funny thing about gordon hayward is obviously he's g time but he's going to be playing with the brother of another rapper <laughs> also basketball player <laughs> slash basketball player lonzo ball so lamelo ball firstly i think he has become the biggest name i know gordon hayward obviously one time all star uh, boston celtics in his resume we know how good he was with the utah jazz so all of those things but still you're so right in terms of obviously see uh, uh, we aren't anyone to question what the hornets have seen yes injuries have been gordon hayward's biggest setbacks but that doesn't take away from how good a player he actually is it and i think we can use another example for this and that's derek rose right um, d rose was never and still isn't up to that mvp season level that he was and never will be let's face it but that doesn't mean that they aren't still above average players or someone who can make a massive difference and a team like the charlotte hornets hornets sorry uh, who are looking to rebuild and looking for maybe success plan success over a long term sort of period having someone like gordon hayward simply helps because it's a, he's an established name you know you're going to get points from him you know what uh, you are going to get from someone like a gordon hayward as long as he stays fit uh, he'll be a good mentor for someone like a melo lamelo ball as well in terms of and lamelo ball is not only a playmaker yes he's no i mean he is a point guard predominantly but he creates his own shot and what uh, hayward can help him do is spread the floor out a bit because given his size and versatility that uh, uh, gordon hayward brings to the floor so i just think all around it's a good piece to add in uh, it's what but what is shocking krishnan and you brought that up is uh, the amount that they paid for him right i'm not sure he's worth that much given his history or the track record of his injuries but i'm a big fan of gordon hayward i always have been so if if it's the g time if he suddenly comes out with some hot ass ra- a- rap album you know then maybe they make back some money but uh, no jokes apart uh, i think it's an interesting call it's a gutsy move to pay so much to bring him in but it could pay off it's one of those gambles and we all know how jordan loves to gamble so <laughs> and i think it's it, it like you said it it probably doesn't put them in the edge of being like a serious competitor in the east but they're frankly a franchise that is starved for success even reaching the playoffs maybe playing in the playoffs means something to this franchise and gordon hayward maybe tips them a little bit more in that direction frankly you know kemba walkers like the only superstar they've had in a while Gordon Hayward is really the next person to um, to help them out in that aspect. So it'll it'll be interesting. I I can't lie. I was definitely surprised. But you know, going off that, you know, the other big signing, which is again kind of a similar situation, a very uh, a somewhat, or of course, a much more experienced person going to a younger team, 
Chris Paul getting traded to the Phoenix Suns. He's going to team up with Devin Booker uh, in Phoenix. This is an interesting one. Um, Chris Paul like revived his career at OKC, proved why he's still, in some senses, point guard. Uh, what do you all think of that move for Phoenix, for Chris Paul? How's that going to shape out in the West? So, um, I guess with Chris Paul, he's, he's starved of success, right? Uh, he's, he's still going to try to win a ring. And now, I think he's accepted the fact that he's not going to win a ring. Uh, but what he can do is enjoy his basketball to the maximum abilities that he can. And why not a team up with someone like Devin Booker, a pure shooter, one of the best uh, shooters currently in the league, no doubt. Uh, he, so I think he's he's just gone to Phoenix simply because he'll have fun there, and uh, he wasn't going to get picked up by the Lakers. Obviously, he's not going to get picked up by the Bucks. Uh, he's not going to get picked up by any potential. Uh, championship winners. So, what was the best option then was to go and join a team that just marginally missed the playoffs, get them to the playoffs and then try to cause an upset. So, uh, and with less expectations now, let's not forget that. Uh, With his previous teams, there was still that sort of glimmer of hope that, okay, maybe yes, we can. Uh, But he stuck to the Western Conference and uh, gutsy move again. But I think it's more and even Paul knows that, that it's a play to just help Phoenix into making the playoffs, make them a playoff contention team. And maybe then, if they have a good season and Devin Booker goes off again, like we saw him in the bubble, uh, maybe someone big might join them next year and maybe they'll have a sort of mini big three. So, I think he's played his cards right and he's made a good decision by joining Phoenix. Uh, I'm interested to see how, and I actually think he's going to be very, very handy for DeAndre Ayton. Someone who needs the service and Paul will find him, that's for sure. And he's going to feed him the ball, feed him the ball, feed him the ball. So, I think we'll see Ayton's game significantly improve. And that's what, that's the one thing I really respect about Chris Paul is his ability to make everyone better. Very much like Rajon Rondo. Uh, you could say. I think those two are literally at a different level when it comes to involving teammates. And yeah, great move in the end. We'll know uh, maybe two, three years down the line. So, I don't think too many people have gone as point God. I mean, Krishnan called it like, right? I mean, how, how many people do you know who've had that level of, you know, cult hero kind of respect? Chris Paul is just like one of those guys. And um, Mazar just summed it up pretty perfectly. He is one of the best at involving everyone in the team. And and Aiden needs that kind of service, right? Devok is a shooter. He I mean as good as good as you as good as he is in those clash moments in shooting those big threes, you need someone who's going to avoid that situation altogether, right? Keep feeding Aiden the ball. Keep Involve more people, get more points on the board from more guys, as opposed to having D book shoot, shoot like the last clutch shot and then have that much pressure on him. Also, with the Suns, I don't think Chris Paul has any kind of pressure. Just just have fun with your just just have fun with the rock. Go for it, pass it around, involve people, all the whole coach D book in the you know 
let let get this guy doing what what you do as well he's teaming up with one of the most promising players in in all of basketball right so it is going to be fun to watch and chris paul has still just has so much respect he just has so much respect from the basketball community and i think everyone's looking forward to that partnership between debot and chris paul it's going to be so much fun <laughs> This is something I'm looking forward to right now. No, I I, I love what you all mentioned because, and I think there's one other aspect to this, which is Phoenix. I think a little bit mini panicked this off season because they had a fantastic bubble, right? They went eight and zero in the bubble, and they didn't reach the playoffs. And we remember through the season, you all will probably remember that Draymond Green quote where he goes like, "Get my man Booker out of there." I think a part of Phoenix suddenly panicked and said, "Listen, we need to prove to this guy that we can reach the playoffs." and that's what chris paul does like let's let's look at chris paul last season right you take chris paul out of okc there is no chance that team reaches the playoffs no chance he takes that team to the playoffs and similar to charlotte this team as well phoenix are starved they need to be in the playoffs they need to prove to their guys like booker like deandre ayton we can be in the playoffs we can be a team that's in there again it's not going to take them to the top of the west but it'll get them competing and playing competitive basketball in the in the post season which they need to be playing and chris paul is the guy to do that and i love the point that you all made about deandre ayton cuz look at what he made deandre jordan deandre jordan became an all star when playing with chris paul we can see something similar from deandre ayton and i would argue deandre ayton as a starting point might be even more talented maybe less athletic but may have a little more offensive game than DeAndre Jordan uh, did when he started off with Chris Paul so it's going to be fun phoenix will be a fun place uh, to watch basketball again hey everyone uh, at the time that we were recording we tried to give you the information all the trades that happened till then uh, obviously since the time that we recorded a few more trades happened that we wanted to keep you posted on uh, the big ones that we wanted to highlight were one russell westbrook got traded from the Houston Rockets to the Washington Wizards with John Wall moving the other way uh, and the Wizards giving the Rockets a first round protected pick as well uh, and in other news Anthony Davis signed a 5 year uh, deal with the Los Angeles Lakers signing for 190 million dollars that's it back to the regular podcast <laughs> so with that guys so those are the big moves Now let's move into some of the teams whose moves we've liked, right? Let's start off with the the champions, Lakers. Must this is your team? I'm going to hand this to you. They've moved around a lot, but how do you feel they've settled down with all the guys that they've gotten now? So, firstly, the main thing and the most important thing I think that everyone needs to know is that the Lakers pre 2011 were very good in free agency. They were a very successful team, of course, led by Mr. Bus. uh then sadly he passed away then genie bus took over the reins then they brought in uh, rob pelinka uh, so they brought in rob pelinka uh very close to kobe obviously because he kept giving kobe the multi millions uh but but i'm drifting off but the main thing is he's actually succeeded in these this free agency after they've brought in anthony davis uh as much as they gave up it was it was literally championship or bust and well they made it so of course everyone's talking about montreal's harrell the lakers picked up montreal's harrell the sixth man of the year they picked up dennis schroder who finished second in the sixth man of the year race uh so uh, i mean great acquisitions obviously when when you just think right of the back oh yeah harrell schroder 
perfect and the lakers was starved of a proper point guard who had the ability to create his own shot they've got that with schroder they've added uh, that versatile uh, uh, montrez harrell who can play the big man role and at the same time give you a really good offensive performance um, but they've also lost some integral pieces according to me john rondo being the biggest uh he was very instrumental in the lakers success so it's sad to see him go especially since even avery bradley wasn't there in the bubble so we really realized how important rondo yeah. was i mean he chose to opt out so that's not really the lakers fault over there they also lost out on dwight howard and javal magee and that for me is a bit of uh that 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 was something that i did not like because i feel like the lakers really depended on their big men yes it didn't matter so much when they started playing small ball in the playoffs because they had to match up to the opponents but they are crucial and at crucial times they can take away series and certain games and we hopefully it doesn't backfire because i'm not sure if you want to have ad playing at the five game in game out uh so it it's pressure on him in terms of and generally as well it's risky in terms of injuries you don't want your superstar to get injured you want him to play at least 70 uh, this time it's a 72 game season so maybe you want him to at least play 60 or be healthy for at least 60 games out of those so and then uh, come playoffs time you need him for every single game so uh, i think that was a bit worrying but they added mark gasol so i know krishnan you want a big fan of that trade but again you lose two crucial centers you get one who is still uh, not the level he used to be defensively but still something right and still a multi uh, multiple time all star has the experience of winning a championship with toronto uh, and well uh, lakers runs in his blood right Uh, so you never know maybe he'll end up winning two championships as well so all in all i think good work by the lakers just one thing i wanted to highlight here uh, of course uh, kcp signed the new deal and stuck to the uh, the lakers caruso still there i think those were great moves they lost danny green but they gained a better player uh, in wesley matthews according to me because wesley matthews is equally good defensively but he's 100% more consistent when it comes to shooting threes especially from the corner he's a dead eye from the corner and yeah all in all good business rob pelinka uh, i'm excited as a lakers fan to see a repeat but the biggest question mark here is ad not resigning yet which could open up uh, something in the future for a certain greek freak but <laughs> that's tampering that's tampering we've discussed this <laughs> <laughs> and, so, i know yeah look, I, i i can go on about the lakers but i think i'll cut it short <laughs> no no must no i the, the one thing i i want to just say overall i i really like lakers business i actually think they've gotten better especially with the guys they kind of had to lose but i'm going to use this quick moment to do my 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 crapping on mark gasol i was a huge fan of mark gasol in memphis and i am so confused by what has happened to this guy in toronto he has lost all of his offensive game in the last season even in, you know the season before with kawhi leonard he was okay he was doing his job and i still think he's a decent he's a pretty good defensive player so on the defensive end he's pretty good and 
I think he's a worse rim protector than Jabail McGee, but he's way more switchable. He guards guys like Giannis way better than someone like a Javiel McGee. He can go out to you know like a like a Brook Lopez who shoots threes. He can go out and guard them. Um, but I don't understand what happens has happened to Mark Gasol's offense. The guy barely shoots. He doesn't drive to the basket. And my slight concern is let's look at the bigs who play well with LeBron James. Right? It's either dunkers and dumpers. Like you have the Tristan Thompson who looked ridiculous when he was playing with LeBron James. Um, or it's guys who just say, listen, I won't be a guy who takes attention. I'll just sit on the side and shoot threes. Like a Kevin Love. Chris Bosh, I think, also ended up being, you know, taking away less attention when he played in Miami. Became more of a three-point shooter in Miami. Those are the guys who do well. My concern is, see, Marcus Gasol can't be the dunker and dumper. He's not athletic enough at this point. And his three-point shooting was decent in his last season in Memphis. But frankly, it's tapered off, especially in the playoffs. So my only concern, like you said, Maz, is just the big men. I am a little bit not sold on Marcus Gasol offensively, um, but overall, I think I think good business, um, good business for the Lakers this offseason. I mean, I agree with Krishna and her completely. I don't remember Marcus Gasol doing anything impactful offensively in maybe the last two seasons. Two, yeah. two I'll be two, maybe a little harsh, but. Yeah, impactful. I, by impactful, I mean has he has he contributed to enough points which would say that you know if without Mark Gasol, this game would have been lost. Don't remember any any anything of that sort. I Krishna just said it. He just said it like that. There is nothing memorable in the last two seasons about Mark Gasol's offensive play, which well, kind of raises the question. <laughs> I think guys, no, no. So I was just saying, I think you guys are missing two fundamental points here. The Lakers aren't looking for a shooter in their center. They aren't looking for those points per game because let's face it, even Javel and Dwight weren't getting those points. Dwight, yes, he got those points on and off. But Dwight very occasionally did. But sometimes you just yeah. But sometimes you just need a physical presence. To just cause some disruption on that defensive end, and I think Marcus All has that. He's got the size, he's got the wingspan, and he's just going to cause a hindrance. He doesn't have to mark Giannis Krishnan, for example. He, we, uh, the Lakers have AD for that, or worst case, LeBron eventually as well. To at least if uh, let's say Giannis is further out uh, than around the key, so. That's what I'm trying to say. So they just wanted a physical presence who is established, who has playoff experience. He is a champion. He did well for Toronto in whatever role. Yes, I agree. His offensive game has disappeared. I think that's a lack of confidence. Maybe that'll come back under Vogel. Um, so I'm just saying that yes, the, the it was a move by the Lakers just because they knew they were going to lose both Dwight and Javel. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I, I don't think he was their first choice as well. No, I agree. And defensively, I still see, I, I still see a lot of value in Gasol. So I, I do have to, I have to give you that. And now moving much, I'll move from your team now to a man that you love, Gui, uh, Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks also made a lot of moves. Now this is going from the Lakers, who are the best, to Atlanta, who are the second worst in the East. I'm assuming you think they can be get better, Gui. What do you think of their moves so far this offseason? Like I, I'll be really honest. Trey, Trey had everyone on strings last season, everyone. I, to, 
to to publicly say something like you know the the respect should be as loud as 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 a disrespect or something something of that sort you know like people really people really got on his back saying stuff like you know this guy's not going to cut it blah 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 no 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 just no pray on black skies and, and so many things right about like and this this dude just casually nutmegs everyone he feels like on the basketball court how many people did you see nutmegging people on the basketball court before he started doing it and i i'm not i'm not joking it became a thing after he, he did it after he this after this guy nutmegged three people in the same game right fine maybe we can do this you know maybe this is a way of getting past defenders maybe this is a way of getting fouls maybe this is a way of accumulating fouls against another team right this guy has so much heart he has he just has so much heart and now he's going to tape up i mean this is another one of those right like debook with chris paul this is going to be trey young with nando and maybe they're not very like for like you know they're not the same type the behind the backs and stuff like that maybe trey doesn't have those things in his locker but just the sheer amount of experience rondo could you know help he could he could help propel trey in in a in in the same way chris paul could help debook and the suns and let's be honest atlanta had atlanta was nothing team last season even with trey even with trey that team is nothing but these guys are added rondo and rondo most certainly isn't like one of the guys who take something lying down right He's, he's one of the guys who I don't fight on court. He, he's not. He's just not. He's just not a quiet guy, and I'm, I'm sure he's he's gonna help that team a lot. And and okay, maybe the Hawks aren't going aren't going to become immediately, of course, to say that they are in contention for a conference finals is is just too much. But yeah, like someone like Trey. that really helps his career a lot right being with someone who's had boatloads of experience how many people can say that they played with the Celtics and the Lakers <laughs> not too many and and Rondo can say that with right like he's done well at both i'm i'm really looking that that yeah, yeah i think he's a champion two, with like, both so combinations <laughs> these two combinations between like old school and like really really young players which i'm looking forward to is going to be amazing like in case anyone hasn't noticed it's something i'm really looking forward to so i i think rondo obviously a great addition for the hawks but krishnan i i i know that you've been keenly following uh, some of the trades that the hawks have made and what do you make of galinari and obviously also bogdan bogdanovic one of my the guys i hated the most when he was playing with the kings cuz he always seemed to have the big shot against the lakers hit that buzzer beater also which i'll never forgive him for two years back but uh, yeah i mean clint capella as well so they've got some good pieces so what do you make of that no i like that you know i i like what you said was they've got some nice pieces and the team is starting to gel together i really like the bogdan bogdanovic signing right he's been a guy who is I'm just surprised he's never been in the six man of the year conversation, you know, with Sacramento. Um he's a great scorer off the bench, he's a great leader off the bench. And frankly, you know, 
once Trey Young is on the bench, that team panics. They don't understand what to do. They don't know how to run plays. And when you have Rondo and Bogdanovich coming in, that's going to make a huge difference for that team. I like Gallinari as well. Um, I think he's going to be a good mentor for someone like a John Collins um, to to learn off, uh, you know, to learn from. Um, again, he, he's an experienced guy. He still is not. He still is a decent player. I think he had a decent season with OKC. He's not going to be a a huge um, necessarily a huge factor, but he's going to be a good mentor. He's going to be a, a very good player when he needs to be. Um, and and again, like you know, this is another young team that needs leadership, and getting people like Rondo and Gallinari should hopefully get you that. And and let's not forget. I love that you mentioned Capella, Mas. We've not seen Capella in a Hawks uniform. And that could work really well, right? Because we know that guards are talented. But now, can someone like a Clint Capella take them to the next level along with, or, you know, side-by-side side with John Collins? You know, if their big man can also play that well. No, no. I was just going to say, you're right. Uh, they are a bit thin when it comes to the front court. Their back court is very strong. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. That's all I wanted to say. No, perfect. And I know, so one last team we wanted to cover, uh, this, the, the Philadelphia 76ers, because they just got Daryl Morey as their GM. And you know once Morey comes in, business is happening. This man is not a patient dude. He starts making moves as soon as he is in. Guys, what do you think of the 76ers? They had a pretty disappointing season last year, but they made some nice moves. You know, they've signed um, Seth Curry, they've signed Dwight Howard. What do you guys think of the 76ers? Are they are they going to be better than last season? Uh, yeah, I've got to say yes, simply because I think uh, just they've added those pieces to come off the bench, and they had a very thin bench, is what I feel before this. So having Dwight coming in just adds to that because I don't think Al Horford was really cutting it. Uh, so sadly, he I, I he's just not the same. Uh, Dwight will give them that physicality and I'm actually interested to see how MB and Dwight play. Uh, it's going to be quite fiery. It's going to be quite aggressive. Uh, it, it's a fearsome uh, front court that they have. Uh, Seth Curry is just a fantastic addition. Uh, he averaged what, 12, around 12 points per game last season in 24 minutes uh, in a very good Dallas side, mind you. Just wasn't shooting enough because when you look at his shooting percentage, it's ridiculous. He shoots forty. He shot forty-five percent from three over his career. He's shooting forty-four point three uh, from the three-point line, and it's not just from the three-point line. It's literally beyond that. He's literally in the Trey Young and Steph Curry zones or Damian Lillard zones where he shoots threes from sometimes, and just hits them. So, uh, just. Someone they needed because obviously you're not getting threes from Ben Simmons. So you need, they definitely needed a bit more three point shooting. Tobias Harris, well, I'm just not going to say anything, but he's going to definitely be the key for the 76ers going into the next season if he can somehow pr- produce the performance that he did in his All Star season. With the clips, then maybe you never know. No, that that definitely makes sense. I mean, I'm excited to see them. I, and you, like you said, getting a shooter in someone like Seth Curry is a is a pretty good addition. Um, so that's our guys. That's our that's our team previews. And we want to do a little bit of a fun thing, and this is kind of interactive for us as well. We wanted to talk about some of the moves that we liked from this offseason that kind of went under the radar, and they're not the biggest marquee signings. 
So some of the nice moves that teams made that were a little quieter than some of the other ones that we discussed so far. So Gui, I'm going to put you on the spot first. Uh, who's your like slightly more quiet signing or trade that you really liked from this offseason? Alright, this this one. I mean, there are a few, uh, which which kind of just like, I mean, people saw the light when it happened and completely forgot about it. But um, for me, Crowder moving to the Suns is 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 a very good one because Crowder it wasn't like this this guy wasn't doing anything at the heat. He was even in including the playoffs, including the playoffs. So in case the Suns do make it like i mean you got you got someone who just in the previous season was doing a bit more than a bit let let's be honest he, it wasn't like he had a very backseat kind of role in the playoffs so crowder is most certainly one of the one of the trades which is kind of flown under the radar most people would have just complete just seen it and forgotten about and I have one more, but I won't mention it. I won't mention it because crowd is a good shout. I don't want anyone to, you know, completely <laughs> shit on my other pick. So, in case someone mentions it, maybe I say it. <laughs> Maz, who, who do you got as your favorite? Uh, is your favorite signing that we haven't spoken about? Uh, favorite signing? No, I, the favorite retainership I would say for me would be KCP for the Lakers. I think uh, he was very integral. So, I would say, I think that's something that's going under the radar and people aren't realizing. And and credit to KCP, like he took a lower contract. He could have definitely have opted for more money and probably have gone to another challenger, potentially. And But he chose to stick by the Lakers because he sees win now and win always as his like sort of strategy. So, why not, right? And he is highly regarded by the Lakers fans. LeBron loves him. So why not? So, but uh, actually, from a trade perspective, I would definitely say one trade that I know this will come as a shock to everyone, but I would say DJ Augustine for the Bucks. Now, the reason why I say that is because we saw it in the playoffs with the Bucks. They seem to lack that experience at the point guard position, and what DJ Augustine does is uh, he'll give you valuable minutes. He averages, what, 10 points per game last season with, uh, yeah, I think it was Orlando, I think? Was it Orlando? Yeah, it was with Orlando, but it was around 10 points per game is what I recall. So, which is very handy. Also have Drew. So, it's just that they can mentor and really guide the team into that level beyond maybe and then topple the Heat. Now, the Heat have added four players as well. So, It'll be interesting, but I just feel like Milwaukee didn't have their best run going into that bubble, and that really cost them in the playoffs. But it might be a whole different story. We don't know what levels Giannis will reach as well. So he just always gets better and better. So yeah, for me, DJ Augustine was one definitely valuable, valuable addition, and I'm and I'm a big fan of all these vets being picked up by teams that have championship hopes. And we saw that with the Lakers, so I definitely feel that Milwaukee did good business there. No, those are those are both really really nice pickups. And and my one my one that I, I wanted to talk about was um, was Robert Covington to the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, the big reason being, you know, Portland everyone knows they're such a fun offensive team, and they're a frustrating defensive team. And I think like Robert Covington might change that a little bit, right? He's a great wing. 
and the good thing is they don't lose too much on offense with him too. He's he's a he's a he's one of the best I think three and D players currently in our league. Very very handy three point shooter and um, very very solid defensive player, which they desperately desperately need. I don't think they've ever recovered from losing Mo Harkless, um, and he can be a guy who can slot into that pretty quickly. Since we have a bit of time, Goy, I'm going to go back to you. I, it sounds like we didn't cover the other guy that you had. Who's the other handy trade that uh, you think we missed out on? I don't. I don't know if we really like. I don't know how much of how how you receive this trade. Or, but what are your thoughts on Kelly Oubre? Come on, like, and any 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 positive signs there? Do you think like someone who can drive to the rim at Golden State is needed? Not needed. I mean, KD was one of the last guys who did it with the Warriors, right? Who could, who could maybe like just split the field and just have a go at the rim, destroy, destroy there. But I mean, again, again, this is one of those, right? This guy's so athletic that you think he does it every play, but he doesn't. So <laughs> it's kind of a toss-up between how he plays. Or is is it that he's actually that good? I think that's a good one, Gui, because I feel like the Warriors can take any help they can get right now. They're quite in a soup. Uh, it's just, it's, I'm not sure if I should say sad to see, but after all the domination that they've had over these last, this last probably close to a decade. So, uh, but yeah, they needed all the help they can get and Kelly Oubre is a good addition for me. Yeah, I also think with Clay out, he can help a little bit with wing defense, which is going to make a huge difference. Get well soon, Clay. Uh, but anyway, th- thanks so much, guys. Uh, this was a really fun discussion with the NBA offseason in full swing. Um, at, you know, whether you're listening or viewing, please leave us a comment letting us know if we miss any exciting trades, any other trades that you really enjoyed, any teams we should look out for. Uh, and like, share, and subscribe on all our social medias. I hope you enjoy this video and take care, everyone. Bye, boys. Thank you.